Welcome to Dan Perkins' podcast called What's On My Mind. Dan is a national syndicated radio and TV talk show host, a current events commentator who writes for 20 news blogs. He is also a registered investment advisor with over 50 years of managing money and is the author of seven books. So let's look into Dan's mind and see what he's thinking about today. Always provocative and thought-provoking on many different subjects, here's Dan Perkins. This is Dan Perkins, and thank you for joining me today on What's on My Mind. I'm wondering, do black lives matter to blacks? The major news outlets have systematically been controlling the news, have gone too far. Over this past weekend, 21 people were shot and one was killed in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. As of this podcast, none of the major network stations carried the story. One has to ask the question, how is it possible that the largest single shooting in the history of Washington, D.C. takes place and no major news outlets report it? There was a famous quote in the newspaper business that says, if it bleeds, it leads. That means if somebody is shot or stabbed or killed in an automobile accident or a plane crash, if people die, it goes on the front page. 24 hours after the shooting that took place in Washington, D.C., I still did not see it on Google's search, trying to find out more information about the shooting. I went to some of the local news stations, radio and television, and on their online presence, could find nothing about the story. How was it that all of the mainstream media decided that they were not going to report the story? Was it because the story was about scaring people when they published it? What scared the mainstream media was that you the listener or watcher or reader was paying attention about what was going on in the nation's capital. Running stories every night with the mayhem in Seattle and Portland and recently in Chicago and many other cities around the country, initially the country was outraged and supported the Black Lives Matter movement. But for the media continue to run the story 60 nights and more in a row, raise concern in their constituents that the leadership of the mayors, the sheriffs, and governors were ineffective to stop the violence or chose not to interject themselves into the violent activities. This past weekend, the famous Miracle Mile in Chicago an elite shopping district in downtown Chicago, was destroyed by arsonists, thieves, and robbers. The rationale for this protest was a supposed shooting and killing of a black person by the Chicago Police Department. When the truth came out, the perpetrator was trying to kill the officer, and the officer only wounded the perpetrator, it was too late to stop the riots. Based on the crowd estimates and the number of police officers sent to respond to the criminal outbreak, the police were outnumbered two to three to one. The mayor of the city of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot, didn't expect the failure of administration to appropriately deal with the outbreak of violence. One protester was interviewed and asked if he was doing this for the first time, and he said no, he had done it before in the previous outbreak. When asked why he did it again, he responded that the police were outnumbered and they couldn't be everywhere. So I went and took what I wanted and left. I'm back again because I believe the mayor doesn't really want to prosecute black criminals. So we're going to be able to do pretty much whatever we want, whenever we want. In a recent interview that I had on a national radio show, I suggested that as soon as the federal forces were withdrawn from Portland, look for the terrorists and the anarchists to reemerge and a resulting embarrassing the mayor and the governor of the state of Oregon with more riots. And that's exactly what happened. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that this is going to be a problem. 
The settlement reached between the federal government and the state and local government to remove excess forces from around the courthouse did not include any members of the terrorist organizations or their leaders. So if the terrorists were not part of the discussion, then how can they be obligated by the results of the discussion? They weren't there. As I predicted, as soon as the federal forces left, the terrorists were back. Now the governor is thinking about mobilizing the National Guard. The latest report I saw that he was considering sending 500 National Guard troops. I have concerns that that's not enough people. As the terrorists become more and more emboldened, what is the democratic leadership in these communities going to do? And yet the question presents, why do black people elect, election after election, Democrats to the leadership positions in these communities? We recently had the mayor of Portland tell the protesters that they have to stop, not because they were doing damage to his city or destroying businesses or injuring people. No, his reason for wanting them to stop is that the images of the riots and the destruction of property will be used by the Trump campaign against Joe Biden and other down-ballot Democrats. Here we have an elected official of the Democrat Party that has more concern about the optics creating an advantage for a Republican opponent than the reality of what's happening in his own city. The media is a co-conspirator in that it now is refusing to run stories about significant violence in major Democratic cities like what happened last weekend in Washington, D.C. I find it interesting that major leaders of the Democratic Party are virtually saying nothing about the violence, riots, or looting and the destruction of property in their cities. It is difficult and will be increasingly so for individuals to support Black Lives Matter movement when it appears that the Democrats and the Blacks don't seem to think that it's important to address what's going on as a result of the Black Lives Matter movement. We are about two and a half months away from the general election. And if things persist in major cities, I would expect to see a significant turnover of Democratic leadership in these communities, and perhaps in Congress also. I also think that the Democratic Party, which has been on the sidelines for most of the violence, may find itself decimated by the outcome of the elections. And that's what's on my mind. You can go to soundcloud.com and search What's on My Mind or Dan Perkins and look at the archive sections to listen to other commentaries. Thanks for joining us.